Hi, and welcome to Comchurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. The church of the Lord, you and me, we're in a new season. And we need our eyes to be open to recognise it this morning. You may be seated. We've been in an exciting season. This season in com- this new season in this church started on, you know, this year. God has been giving amazing words, encouraging us, speaking to us, bringing His Word. And it says, I need my people to know that they're listening to what I'm saying. And you go, well, what word, what? Well, you need to reconnect We need to reconnect because God has been speaking to us. I've had fresh revelation over things that I've known for years. I've had fresh revelation in my own heart Um, this year. It started when God revealed to Com Church and to each one of us that it's going to be up, up, up in the spirit of adventure. Well, I've had adventures this, this year. Who's had adventures this year in the Lord? Who's found this to be one of the amazing years that you have ever had in your experience. Doors opening, fresh opportunities, new challenges, up, up, up. God wants our lives, wants our church, each one of us that are connected here, each one of us, God wants to give us an adventure. He never intended us to live boring, mundane lives, but he said it would be up, up, up. No matter what the enemy throws at us, no matter whatever situation we've had in our lives, we are the most exciting people on the face of the earth. No one else in this world has got the the opportunity to be excited about the future and where we are than the church. Well, can someone say amen this morning, you know? And so we've been looking up, up, up in the spirit of adventure. And then the Holy Spirit launched us into life in the spirit. That has absolutely turned me. I've been a Christian all my, you know, 50 years, you can say. And yet the fresh revelation when Julian and Sarah brought that to the church and, and, and the ministry that went with it, the revelation of what it means to live our lives in the Holy Spirit. It meant that we were empowered people. We were an empowered people that we could overcome and that we could be productive and fruitful in our everyday lives for Jesus. That was awesome. And everything that's coming out now is coming out of life in the Spirit. Are you living life? Has that Did that teaching touch your life, revolutionize your life? Well, the Holy Spirit is saying you need to connect right now to what he's doing all over the world, what he's doing in Europe, what he's doing in this nation. And so we went, life in the Spirit. The Lord, we said, what, what, Lord, how can we really understand what life in the Spirit? And the Holy Spirit said, it's the writings on the wall. The writing is on the wall. And when we look around the church, a few years ago, Julian had the, the, the heart to want to change Dunstable Community Church into Com Church. And at first we thought, Com Church? What is Com Church? But you know, God gave the revelation of what his church was to be and what it meant. And then we have, we have all the writings on the wall. Welcome. 
communication, commitment, community, companionship, commission, compassion, no compromise and communication. And so that was the writing on the wall for Conchurch. But where did writing on the wall come from? Even today, people will say, oh, the writing's on the wall for you. And it can be two, it can be a negative or it can be a positive. The writing's on the wall that bad things are coming or the writing's on the wall to say that the bad time you're in, there's good times coming. So it can be either or, but the writing's, but the first mention, the first time we ever see the writing's on the wall, isn't it, is with Belshazzar in Daniel. If we look at Daniel chapter, chapter five, we see that this was a negative writing on the wall, the first time. But you know, it wasn't the first time that God wrote something with his own fingers. He wrote the Ten Commandments with his finger. He wrote it, burning fire came from his finger, and he's in stone, the Ten Commandments was born. He's, you know, he's writing, he's writing today. So the word says he writes on our hearts God is writing on our hearts. He wrote his law, his word, on our hearts. So God is very, very good at literature. He's good at writing. And so, but we see here the account of the writing on the wall. I'm just going to read through to verse 6. King Belshazzar, we know, was Nebuchadnezzar's son. Nebuchadnezzar had had allowed Daniel, he had allowed Daniel and the lads that he had taken into captivity, he'd allowed them to turn to their God and he recognised, even King Nebuchadnezzar recognised Israel's God. But now his son, a new generation has come and it says, but King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and they drank wine with them. And while Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in gold and silver goblets from the temple of Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God, totally disrespecting Israel's God, the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles, his wives, his concubines, and they drank from them. Total disrespect, total disregard for that which was set apart for God. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, of a picture of idolatry today. Suddenly the fingers of of a human hand. Listen, watch this church. Imagine it as this happened. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and it wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal place. The king watched the hand as it wrote. That lampstand is very applicable. And watched the, the hand as it wrote. And it says that the king's face Belshazzar's face turned pale and he was so frightened that his knees knocked together and his legs gave way. That's fear, isn't it? That's the king, the great almighty king. God knew how to put him in his place, right? And what was written on the wall? We see in 26, 
It said the writing was, he sent for, we know that he sent for astrologers, he sent for the people that could interpret his dreams and interpret these things, and not one of them could do it. So we had to send for Daniel. And Daniel came in, and immediately he recognized what the writing was. And he said to the king, this is what God has written on that wall. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Those scales wanting. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes, to your enemies. God doesn't mince words, you know. God doesn't mince words. On that wall, it says, Belshazzar, you have been weighed in the scales and found wanting. And you know that put the fear of God into Belshazzar. That's exactly where our world is at the moment. It's exactly where the nations are at the moment. This is exactly where Europe is at the moment. This is exactly where our country is. Belshazzar knew better. He took the things that were sacred to Israel out of the temple and said, let's disregard, they're nothing. We don't have to keep the rules of Israel. Let's bring them out. Let's drink. We've run out of vessels. Let's bring what's, you know, bring what's Israel's, what's Israel's God. Who's Israel's God? We've got our own gods here. Just bring them. And so they bought the, the things that were set apart for God, discarded uh, and discarded them, disrespect. That's a picture of what Man has done what authorities have done, what kings and rulers have done right now. We've thrown out God's word. We've totally thrown, discarded God's rules, God's standards, God's blessing for our lives, God's plan for our We don't need God. We don't need him. But you know, God is writing on the walls. God's writing is on the wall. Nations have been found wanting. They're wanting. You might be in the meeting this morning and you don't know the Lord. Let me tell you, you're being, God's looking down this morning and he sees that you're, want, you're in need, you're wanting. You're being weighed in the balance, weighed in the balance. And without Jesus, you're wanting this morning, the nations. And what happened to Belshazzar when he realized that this was God's finger writing on the wall? It said that his knees began to knock with fear. He was full of fear, entered his life and he just, his knees even shook. And you know, that's where we are. That's what's happening in the world right now. There's fear in the world. The world's knees are going to start knocking as they begin to see the things going the way that they are because of throwing God out of our lives and out of our nations. There's a great fear on the earth today, isn't there? Fear, fearing what's going to happen when we come out of Brexit. Fear what's going to happen is if Islam rises up, the extremists of Islam, there's real fear Fear, fear in people's homes, fear of relationships, fear of bankruptcy, fear of um, not having any work, fear of not being able to provide for our families because the writing is on the wall. Let me tell you, I want to say to you this morning that if you don't know Jesus, I'm giving you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus this morning, the writing's on the wall for you. But I want to tell you, you're wanting this morning and you're wanting a saviour. 
Your want this morning is a saviour. Your want this morning is a deliverer. Your want this morning is to have your sins forgiven. Your want this morning is to know that Jesus balances the scales through the cross. Can I have an amen in the house this morning? We were all wanting, many of us who love Jesus this morning, we were all found wanting our sin. We were all under the condemnation of sin. But because of the cross, Jesus balanced those scales and we are free this morning and the writing on the wall has become a different sort of writing on the wall for God's people and so I want to give you an opportunity in this meeting you can get right with God this morning that finger that that brings judgment over your life the blood has can eradicate that for you this morning and you can find that you can have a lovely, wonderful saviour and then you can come under the next part of my word. And so the writing on the wall for Belshazzar was negative. How does God, um, you know, how does he look at us? Does he use the scales? Does God use the scales? Are we saying, you know, that as, us as God's people, if, you know, we're wanting this morning. What is it that God uses? I want you to turn to Mo, um, Amos. If you look at Amos chapter, chapter 7, verse 7. We see here how God's, the writing on the wall for the church? How does God interpret the writing on the wall for his church, for his people? We know that the church, we, it's, he's talking to us all individually. Well, God gave a picture to Amos. Amos was a prophet. He was a prophet of God. We know that Israel, when, it, when Israel was in a good time, there was blessing. When Israel was disobedient, came out of the will of God for their lives, they went into... But God didn't like this yo-yo. He didn't like this yo-yo. Um, it grieved his heart. And so he put a word into Amos. Into Amos, And this is the, the prophetic word he gave to Amos. He says, this, this is what Amos, Amos said. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? And Amos said, I see a plumb line. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. And so here God is saying, a plumb line. Who knows a plumb? Julian, come up here. knotted now. I knew that would happen, you know. I just had a feeling. Look, it's all in knots now, son. I'm sorry. He's good at untying knots, especially the ones his mother makes. The, um, the fact was, God took, a, I thank God, you know, I don't know what the theological word for plumb line is, right? I don't know what it But God says a plumb line. I'm so glad that God says it as it is in words that we can understand. Are you? you, He didn't come out with some Greek or some Hebrew or something for plumb line. He says, Amos, I'm showing you a plumb line. Let me tell you, God... God speaks in everyday language, and he's speaking in everyday language that we understand today. He says, Amos, a plumb line. Now, what is a plumb line? You know, thousands of years, plumb lines have been used. Now, Julian's going to explain what a plumb line does, right? And 
um, the purpose. And Jesus said, "This, but I want you to have a picture that what's happening now, spiritualize it, right? In the natural, a plumb line does. Okay, so plumb line. I'm not a builder, but um, let's give it a go. So, um, so you've got um, a weight on the end of a piece of string. And um, it's to measure vertically um, as you're building a wall. So we've got beautiful walls. Um, thank you, Josh, and the, everybody for getting the walls ready. Um, but you, when you're building a wall, you need to know that that wall's going up straight. And then the, the brick above brick and each course of brick um, is going up straight. And the way to do that is to use the weight um, and to hold it down the wall and you can see if it comes in line with the piece of string. Now, the floor can be wobbly and off straight. The floor can be like that. And then maybe there are other walls around the wall you're trying to build that aren't quite straight. Um, the thing with this does is that vertical is vertical because gravity, a rule that um, can't be bent, isn't shaped by how level the floor is or how other walls are around. Gravity holds that weight straight down. So something that isn't influenced by the environment around it um, holds the vertical measure in place. So that string, once it's settled like that, will always be vertical because the, the, the environment around it is not affecting its drop. It is simply determined by gravity. So you can set the course of brick on there, which is going, I can confirm that these things are standing pretty straight and these brick walls are straight up. And I think, does that describe what a plumb line does? I don't know. Uh, people use it for wallpapering as well. So, like, so um, if you're going to use wallpapering and you want to know what vertical is, you can look, check that anyway. There you go. Isn't, isn't that amazing? That, that I love it, Drew. Thousands, thousands of years this was being used and it's still used today. If you go to a hardware shop and say a plumb line, they know exactly what you're asking for. Isn't that amazing? God knew in 2018 in, here in Dunstable that there would be a, a mad preacher preaching on the, the plumb line. But what was God's, what was the important, God was saying to Amos, my laws, Israel keeps disregarding my laws and just doing their own thing, doing what they want. And you know, um, Amos, I have put my uh, plumb line against Israel, like as if it was, a, you know, like a wall. And she's wanting. She's not in. She's not in line. Um, Israel is not in line. My people are not in line with my ways, with my ways of doing things. And that's why they're un Israel was unproductive and defeated. And so the plumb line into, is in that when God was addressing, it was like the writing on the wall um, for Belshazzar. Really, it was a wake up. It's a wake-up call. God, you know, God is watching our lives. God is watching. What's the plumb line? You say, well, Helena, we're not under law. We're, of course we're not under law today. But we know that Israel is a type of the church. Israel is the type. When you, you see Israel mentioned in the Bible, we bring it through the cross, and it's a type of the church. So when you see Israel, you know, um, being disobedient, that's when God's people, when we are disobedient, when we do our own thing, then you see the people of God come back to God, and they're in great blessings. That's when we come back. But you see, the thing is, God is saying, you know, I don't, this yo-yoing this thing, 
I want my people alignment. And so what we're seeing here is he wanted Israel to align themselves with his purpose. And that is what the, this whole season of life in the Spirit is about. It's for each of us to take the plumb line of God's word. What? The plumb line. God's word. This is the plumb line in our lives. This is the spiritual plumb line this morning in all of our lives. You know, this is the plumb line. This is up, and God is saying to us, uh, um, each one of us as individuals, um, saying to you, Michelle, Wesley, saying to Hazel, saying to Pauline, to Zoe, you know, um, as far as I can see, because it goes darker up to there. Put your name there, all right. Yeah, and you, Nathan, and you, all right. The, um, he's, he's saying, you know, the, put the plumb line of God's word, the life in the spirit, you know, people of God. We have to be accountable for our lives before God. You know, we're not, he's got the plumb line here. But you know, one day there will be scales. We will be, when we, you know, when we get to heaven, you know, we're not going to get in through judgment. We're going to get in through the blood of Jesus and the cross. But we're going to have to be accountable. There's going to be like scales in heaven. And it says that our works and our motives and the things that we've done for Jesus or should have done for Jesus, there's going to be, um, will be burnt up. If they will all be put into a pot and all be put, 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 and it says that that which hasn't been done, we've had no fruit or nothing has come from our lives, will be burnt up and it will become like wood, hay, wood, hay and stubble, the Bible says. But our motives for serving Jesus, our motive to wanting to be productive and live life in the spirit and the writing on the wall that surrounds us is activated in our lives. We'll come forth as pure gold. The word, we'll come forth. Our works and our motives will come. So we are, God expects us to be accountable to his word, not to man. We're not accountable to man. You're not accountable to pastor this morning. You're not accountable to your youth leader or your husband or your wife. You're accountable to God. We're accountable to him this morning. And he was disappointed with Israel. And as he put, as he, as he, he said, put the plumb line up and tell my people I'm disappointed with them. Tell them that there was so much more if they'd have stayed continually walking before me. And so the plumb line this morning, God is putting up to my life. The plumb line is coming up to your life. You know, let's see, where does it fall this morning? Where does it fall in your personal walk with God? Where does the plumb line, is it, are you aligning are you aligning with God? Am I aligning with God's word this morning? It's all about alignment. Are we aligning? Do you know, as, as parents, are we aligning with God's word as far as our parenting? Are we aligning in our marriages? Are we aligning and giving the best to our opportunities? Are we aligning with those that employ us? Are we aligning with the vision of God's church? Are we aligning? It's, so life in the spirit the writing on the wall is so applicable. Are we aligning this morning with the life in the spirit that's written on the wall around you? We have to ask ourselves individually this morning. You know, God is looking down and he's going to say, I'm putting the plumb line up to my people. 
I'm putting the plumb line up and we have to take account. How impacted have you been with the series that are going out? This plumb line and life in the spirit is going to go on in Comchurch. It's going to go on and on and on because it's us aligning with what God is saying to his church today. God is speaking to his church today. You don't look very excited about that. That excites me that God is speaking to me today. He speak, and how does he speak? Through his plumb line. Through his plumb line. You know, where you are this morning, it's the plumb line. That's where God's word speaks. He speaks through his plumb line to us. Do you know, and he's putting his up now. We are the building, who believes that we're the building of the Lord this morning? We're living stones. We're being built. We are being built into a building. That's why God uses these analogies, because we're a building. He said, I will build my church. I will build. Well, you build with bricks. You build with stones. We're his living stones this morning, and he's building us, and he wants to build us true. He wants us to be true in that building and not to fool ourselves, and so therefore the challenges are going out to each one of us to just listen to what is being said this morning. Life and the Spirit. Are you living? Has that word impacted your life? Come back tonight. I'd love to know. It's impacted my life. Life in the Spirit. Looking at all these, um, this is the fruit. I want to give you, once before I close, I want us to look at Isaiah 5, 1 to 2. This is God's heart for each one of you, for each one of his people. This is, this is the very heart of God. He loves his people. Who believes that God loves you this morning? Who believe that you are the apple of his eye? I am the apple of his eye. I am the pearl of greatest prize. You know, we say that, we say God's the, the pearl of, no, he isn't. That's what God said about his church. That's what he said, his, his church. You know, that we are the pearl of greatest prize. The church is the, you know, this is, this is, this is what God says about us. Life in the spirit. This is what he says about us. And this is just a glimpse in Isaiah, the prophecy from Isaiah. This is a real glimpse of the heart of God. And as, I, as we read this, I want you to just put yourself there as I read this, because we are God's, we are God's vineyard. His church, his church, we're his vineyard. When we see vineyard in the Bible, when we see vines, that's talking about his church and his people. And we're going to read this because this is the heart of God through Isaiah. I'm going to read it through once. And it said, I will sing for the one I love. Do you know there's one that he sings over us. He joys over us with what? He joys over us with singing. This is, when you've got life in the spirit, this becomes more and more real to you as we walk with God. A song about my vineyard. A song about his vineyard. And you know, this morning, this is God's heart for us. He's, he's singing about you this morning. That's the plumb line. That's the truth of God's word this morning. He's singing over you. Put your name there. The song over Helena, he's singing over me this morning. He's singing over you. You can't grasp that, can you? You can't grasp that. Oh, you're very quiet this morning. My loved one 
my loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He's talking about his vineyard this morning, his church, his loved one. Who was his loved one? Jesus was his loved one. God is saying, my loved one had a vineyard on the side of a mountain. What are we? We are a light set upon a hill. It's the, the, we're there in that. We are a light set. We're the vineyard that, that God is singing. He's given to Jesus and he's singing and he says we are his vineyard on the hillside. We are on a hillside. We're the light. We are on the mountain shining a light for him. And he said he dug it and he cleared it of stones. He dug it. Can you remember the digging that went on in your life for God to clear the way for the life in the spirit to live? He cleared you of stones and boulders and dug you up, turned over things to get you where you are today, to get you where you are today. You're his vineyard. He's singing over you. You're his vine. And he dug you up and he turned over stuff. It wasn't pleasant, but he made us into who we are today, his vineyard, his loving people, life to live life in his spirit to recognize the writing on the wall of your life, what he's wanting for you in your purpose. And it says he, he cleared it and he planted it with choice vines. You didn't choose him. He chose you. Amen, amen. Come on, there's got to be an amen in the house with that. You didn't, you're not sitting here because you were good enough that you deserve to live life in the spirit, that I deserve to have God write anything on my heart. But you were his choice as fine. He knew you before the foundations of the world. He knew you were going to be born when you were going to be born. He knew your purpose. He knew what you were going to go through. And he chose you. Oh, that is so wonderful this morning, church. That is the plumb line of, his God's, of God's word this morning. He's You're not here by accident. You know, it's, it's just so amazing, this scripture. And it says, he built a watchtower in it. He built a watchtower. What does that mean? He gave us the, the, the gift of prayer, the watchtower. The watchtower speaks of prayer. And so in his, in, he gave us the gift that we could talk to him. That's the plumb line of his word this morning. That's the blessing of life in the spirit. We have got a watchtower in our lives. We can come to the Lord at any time. We can talk and call upon his name. What's your watchtower? What's the plumb line saying this morning about your watchtower? You know, what's, what's the plumb line saying about our prayer life, your prayer life? But he says he put a watchtower there. And then what else does we, do we see here? And he cut out a, a, a wine press. He cut out a wine press. In all of our lives, there's been a wine press where the pressures of the Holy Spirit sometimes have come upon our lives to bring the best out of us. We know that the wine press, is that the grapes go into a wine press. They don't come up whole. The juice comes out. Why? Because of pressures. Because pressure has come upon those grapes. And then that's when the juice, that's when the fullness of the wine comes forward. And very many of us are here this morning because we know what the wine press is. We've gone through, you might be going through a wine press and thinking it's the devil, but sometimes it's not God. God is putting us under pressure to bring the best. 
That's the plumb line this morning. Up that wall, we're under pressure because he knows when we've come out of pressure, we're a different person, a different people. We know God differently. We understand the plumb line. We understand more about life in the spirit. We understand what God is talking about when he talks about fruit coming from our life. We can't be part of the vineyard. We can't be a true vine without a wine press. We can't without a watchtower. This is all the truth of God's word this morning and what God is wanting to do in you and me to make Com Church more effective and more powerful. And so we've got a wine press and it says, after doing all that, all that on his vineyard, the choices of vines, putting the watchtower there, singing over it, loving on her, blessing her. And he said, then God looks down and thinks, oh, look for the fruit to see what's going to come forth. And you know, what does it say here? But he looked for a crop of good grapes because he's a good God and he only does good things. And so he wants a good response from his vines. He wants a good response for the corporate vineyard. But it says he looks down on Israel at this time. He looks down and with the wine, with the, with the plumb line, he looks down thinking everything will be aligned. Everything, he's given everything that he needs for life in the spirit, to be productive, to, be, um, to live life up, up, up in adventure. And what did he find? There was no good fruit. It was bad. Do you not feel the heart of God? He looked down and it was bad, bad fruit. Bad, does that mean it was bad people? No, we're not talking about being bad people. But he looked because he expected the choicest of wine, the choicest of grapes, the best fruit. And you know, I want us to look at this and I want to put our names there. I want to put your names there. That you, you know, that the, vin, the vine is you. Put your name there. And just say, then God looked and he's put a watchtower in your life. He put the press there so that he could make you the best that you could possibly be. To bring the best out in you. And then he looks down and does he, what does he see in this morning from my life? Does he see good fruit or is he disappointed? Put your name there. I want over every one of us to say, Lord, you can look down this morning. I want to produce good fruit. Amen, 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 amen. I want to put the plumb line against the wall of my life. And I want you to see God. I want you to see more compassion. I want you to see more welcome in, in my life. Welcoming all cultures, all nationalities, all children, all people. <coughs> I want to, to, you to see that my, my communication is spot on, thinking of all the ministry that's gone out on all these, to on these topics. My commitment, the, com the sense of community that I have now, it's not all about me, 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 me. It's about community. It's about people that are around me. I want good grapes coming out, Lord, good grapes. It's about community. I'm working hard at companionship. I, my commission every day when I get up, say, Lord, make me a blessing today. Bring somebody into my life that I can show the love of Jesus and bless them. Amen, amen. 
uh, communicating, and I'm not com- I'm to the best of my ability, Lord. I try not to co- not to compromise in every area of life. That's the plumb line against your life this morning. That's the plumb line against mine. Is he going to look down this wonderful God to his vi- vineyard, to his vines? We want him to say, Lord, no, it's good fruit. It's good fruit. It's good fruit. It's good fruit. I want you to see good fruit, Lord. You're worthy of good fruit. So <coughs> this morning, I just want this. This is tying up. Ooh. Tying up the writings on the wall. <coughs> For Belshazzar, it was negative. It was negative because that night, the enemy came in. That very night, the enemy came in and destroyed him destroyed. He was so arrogant. He was so full of his own importance. He didn't think Israel's God was anything, but he lost it all that night. (coughs) If you're a Christian, not a Christian this morning, your scales have been balanced if you recognize Jesus as your savior this morning. You can get right with God. You can say, right, I'm, I'm, I'm weighed in the balance as far as God's judgment is concerned. But because of the cross, I can walk free this morning. And then you come under the plumb line of God's word in our lives. I just want to, you know, just to, just let's to think of that word this morning. The right, what's the writing that's the most important on your wall this morning? Is there, are you recognizing writing on your wall or are you just living oblivious? God's speaking. We're going to go into a whole new different sort of series, but that'll still be the writing on the wall for our lives. It will still be God's word. It will still be relevant to 2018. Um, everything, you know, it's, it's, it's all relevant. It's the plumb line going. I want us to remember that. When we find it challenging, when we find we squirm, when we find that we want to run out, just say, Lord, I can't. Is this the plumb line? Is this the plumb line coming to me in my personal life um, with you? Because God wants to say stuff to us. He wants to say stuff to us. But, but it's, we need to to just bring the plumb line of God's word so that we will listen this morning. What's written on your heart this morning? What's, what's the writing on the wall in all of these? Have you been impacted? Has this series impacted you? Because it's in that impact, when we, when we have the revelation, God reveals something to us. He expects us to go up that level and to begin to move in it. Where are you this morning? Young couples, families here, are you using the plumb line? Are you using your, the plumb line? Young, young, I just feel I'm going now with the Holy Spirit. This isn't, so don't shoot the messenger. Um, I'm just going with the Holy Spirit. But you know, there's a whole generation that God wants to use. And the enemy is to just rob you of that time, rob you of that time. Do you know, God gives you children, gives you babies, not as excuses to sit back for the next 20 years until they go to university. I tell you what, no, that's robbed, the devil has robbed generations of young parents because they're always putting things on, we're always putting things on hold. The plumb line to your life is that, as for me in my house, We will all serve the Lord. 
That's the plumb line this morning, church. We're going to have great challenges. So don't think, I'm just going to come along now and just enjoy my baby, sit in church. No, you show your babies, your children, right from the word go, the plumb line of commitment, the life in the spirit of commitment. You take your children with you. You train your children to grow up in the house of the Lord. You train your children that it's good to be part of the house of the Lord and that they're part of a team from the moment they take their first breath. They're part of a team. You know, young people that are here this morning, don't put things off. The plumb line will say to you, know, the world will say to you, do your university, do your education and then serve the Lord. No, that's not the plumb line. Is it commit your way unto the Lord and he will direct your path. The scripture about youth in the church, you know, that you're vital. That's the plumb line. This is life in the spirit. And we're going to be challenged in these ways. There's no opting out. There is no free passes in the church of Jesus. In your life, God has got commitments for you to do. He's got a work for you. He's got a work for me. There's no, you 50 plus, 60 plus, said, oh, the youngsters can do it. Let the youngsters, I've done it all my life. No, no. 50, 60, 70 is the most exciting times. God keeps the best till last. God, the, the plumb line of God's word is that you never grow old. You'll only grow old if you don't grow anything. You know, if you're not growing anything, then you will grow old. But if you have got the good fruit of the vineyard, of the vine, a vine that bears good fruit. I'm in the flow now. So Julie, you'll have to send the musicians up if you want. <laughs> Um, in the flow, but church, this is the reality. This, you know, we've had two amazing last two. I, did, I haven't listened to your uncompromising. I'm sorry, I haven't had time, but I will do it. The, but uh, uncompromising. But the thing is, God, this is the plumb line held to our lives. We don't put God on hold. We let Him hold us. We don't put him, life in the spirit is when the revelation comes, there's no playing games. This is serious. It's not when it's convenient with us. It's being there in the right place in the right time when God wants to use us. And now as we go into Jesus coming back again, I tell you what, it's going to raise the stakes. Raise the stakes. Grief, all these sort of things play a part in our lives. But if we put the plumb line up, the plumb line of God's word. It says, I give the spirit of praise. I give praise for the spirit of heaviness. I give, what's the one? That, um, the oil of joy for mourning. That's the plumb line. That is the plumb line. And so we have a garment of praise and we have an anointing. That's the plumb line. But life in the spirit, life in the spirit is the fact that we let the plumb line of God's work operate in our lives. There's no other answer. There's no quick answers. And so church, can we just stand right now? Just stand right now. And I want us to take the plumb line. I want you this morning I'm not going to have a prayer line. I'm not going to bring people out because this is where we're at now, listening to what the Spirit is saying to you right now. Do you have to up your game? If God, if you bring a, God brought a plumb line with his word personally right now, walk through these rows. Walk through all these rows because you're not here as a congregation before God this morning. You're individuals before him. He sees you Put your net, he's seeing you right now. And let's take the plumb line of God's word and just say, Holy Spirit, I'm holding the plumb line of God's word. And I, in all honesty, Lord, 
Am I out? Am I aligned? Am I aligned with your Holy Spirit? Am I aligned with life in the Spirit? Am I aligned with all these, all these comms that are around it? Let's ask you, let's get real this morning. Ask yourself. God knows the truth. He just wants you to face it. He just wants me to face it. You know, it's, we're living in the most exciting days in history. Excite, and you know, you can miss it all. But I tell you what, I'm not going to miss a thing. I am not going to miss a thing. I want to be on the front line of everything. Life in the Spirit. I want to see evidence. Say, Lord, every day give me evidence of all these um, writings on the wall. Life in the Spirit. I want up, up, up in the Spirit of adventure. Do you want to? Let's just give a shout to Jesus. Say, we want adventure. I want adventure. And I'm not going to, you know, you've got to come let the plumb line, you know, God's word come, you know, and, and say, what challenges am I missing? What, where areas am I missing at? Lord, the plumb line is to search me, oh God, and try my heart. Try me. Is there good fruit? Let me give you good fruit, Lord. Is this week is coming? Let Com Church be known for good fruit. Good, great, the genuine, the real thing, not counterfeit. There's no, no one here, none of us are just wanting to make ourselves more important than anyone else. Not wanting to make our giftings, you know, let them be recognized, not advertised. This is all that, this, that's what life in the spirit is. One cause, one vision, the power lines. Can I have those power lines back up? The power lines. Are we connected to the power lines right now? That, that plumb line of God's word. What is the vision for your life? Are you connecting to the big vision? We're going to, I tell you, we're going places, church. Each one of us, we're going places. It gets better. You know, he says he keeps the best to last. He keeps the best to last. The best to last. And I tell you, wherever you are now, it might be good, but it's going to be even better. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift your hands to the Lord right now. Let's all lift our hands to the Lord. That's biblical. Life in the Spirit is lift up holy hands. Lift up holy hands. Lift up holy hands. Lift it up in the sanctuary. Lift up your heads. Lift up your praising. Life in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit. The writing on your heart's wall is to praise me, honour me, worship me. Lift up your hands. Cry victory over everything that's going on in your life. Victory. Up, up, up in the spirit of adventure. Come on. Let's get it together. Come on. You know, it, we can lift our hands right up. And when we lift our hands up, we're saying, I surrender to your plumb line. I surrender to your plumb line. I surrender right on my heart. Right on my, make me what you want me to be, Lord. Put me in the right place at the right time. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's worship, church. Let's worship him. Don't let's wait for the musicians. Lift your voice where you are right now and say, Lord, bring the plumb line, the plumb line of your word. Life in the spirit, life in the spirit. I want the genuine. I want the genuine. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Let's go. Let's pursue. Let's run after him this morning. Run after him this morning. Run after him. We got time. Come on. Let's run after him. Let's pursue him. 
the plumb line of God's word is, I will run after you with all of my heart. I will run after you. I'll run after your purpose. I'll run after your ways. I'll run after you, God. Come on, say that this morning. Don't let the devil get any praise in this place this morning. Amen. It's not about promotion. It's not about performance. It's not about platform. It's not about all these things. It's about the plumb line, the writing on the wall of our hearts that God has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's working here this morning. The Holy Spirit is working here this morning. Hallelujah. Some of you just need to make a fresh now and say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. My children. I'm not going to use my children. I'm not going to think I'm just going to have a little time out. People, you know, have you heard of young people today taking a year out? Have you heard of taking a year? All of a sudden, the in, in word in churches is sabbaticals. Taking a, a year out. Well, I'm telling you, if your Christian life is as boring as that, perhaps you should take a year out. But I wouldn't want to take a year. I don't even want to take five minutes out. Because let me tell you, God's moving at a rate. God's moving at a rate. Life in His Spirit is going. It's like an express train. That's why we've got the power lines here. It's not going to wait for anybody. It's not going to wait for you to take a year out and to make our plan. We don't fit God around our diary. We fit our diary around God, right? We fit our diary around. Don't, because there'll be a time when you have a great situation in your life and it'll be like Samson. When he really needed God, he drifted so far away because the plump, you don't realise, as Julian says, you don't realise that the wall goes out gradually. It doesn't go in one big drop because you'd, you wouldn't need a plumb line. You wouldn't need the plumb line because it would be obvious. It happens very gradually. Very, perhaps you were on fire. Perhaps you were on fire at one time, but you've allowed little things. Perhaps the romance, the romance, the freshness of romance. Just getting married, it's all fresh. Josh, don't you go down that road. You and Beth, you and Beth on fire for God from the word God. I'm serious, I'm serious. Because it happens, it happens, it happens suddenly. It happens, oh, I'm sorry, Sarah Beth. I told somebody this morning, don't take any notice of what I ever call you. Don't ever, because the church would be empty if you did. All right? But listen, I'm serious. I'm se you got, when God put you together as a couple, it was for His service. First and foremost was for the kingdom. It was for the kingdom. It was for the kingdom. And so, you know, I'm addressing all the you young marrieds and all that. You are vital to what God is wanting to do. Don't allow romance and marriage to put you on hold. If you put God first, you'll want for nothing. You might be in a little place now, but if you use what you've got for God, life in the Spirit, you will have the best house that is going because God will see you using what you've got for Him. So don't think, I'm too tired, I can't do it, too much, too much pressure. This church wouldn't be here today if people felt like that. There's been pressure, but it's the wine press, it's the wine press, it's the wine press. Church right now, God is challenging, God is speaking. Where are you? What have you put 
before God's Word? What have you put before His way? What are you achieving in His kingdom? What are you doing to bless this church that God has put you in? You're either the planting of the Lord here or you're not the planting of the Lord. If you are that you're serious about being part of Con Church, then you have been brought here to play an active part. Can I just say, take the platform out at the moment. Take the plat. This is this is just a small little part of life in the spirit, just a small little part. God has brought you to this area, to South Bedfordshire, for something that only you can do for Him. Don't let Him have to bypass you and put someone else there because you failed, like Israel. In the name of Jesus, let's just have a sacred moment right now. What is? Is something in the? There's something that you think is spiritual. It's taken its place of the plumb line in your life because that's all you can think about now. All you can think about is what you're in and, and, and what you want to do and, and that. But God is saying there's a bigger picture. Connect to the bigger picture. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. And as we release in life in the spirit and the writing on the wall, it says give it up, give it up. And whatever you've got that's in your heart will happen. It will happen. It will happen. But the motives, 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 life's in our motives. We don't need titles. None of us need titles. None of us need, you know, the church is full of titles. God hates it. Can I tell you, don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. But, you know, I've got a breastplate on this morning. So, But let me tell you, come church, we've got to keep to the vision we got to keep to the way that God's called us to do things and we don't add and we don't take away we think that's for Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses it's not it's for the spirit-filled church today we add and we take away we add and we take away don't let's keep to the power lines let's keep to the writing that God's put on this wall because it's this one that we'll have to give an account for nobody else's wall but our wall right now don't Jude I'm sure I'm going over what Julia might have said last week. We have got to stay connected to those power lines and do it his way. Not what we want, it's what he wants. Hallelujah. Let the spirit move this morning. Just let the spirit move this morning. Let the challenge come. Let them say, Lord, life in the spirit, life in the spirit, the writing on the wall, all these writings on the wall. I want to see that good fruit, good fruit, good fruit come from my life. No more taking a back seat. No more taking a year out. No more talk about sabbaticals. One moment in His presence. One moment in His presence. Hallelujah. The manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God. That's the plumb line this morning. The plumb line is His manifest presence. Thank you, Lord. Just let the Holy Spirit move. I'm just going to go out by faith now. Just let the Holy Spirit move. Just let the Holy Spirit move. Hallelujah. Perhaps, can we just, Gina, can you just play? And all you musicians, you can close your eyes. And you can let the plumb line of God's word come to you. As you stand here. There's more. Rebecca. Rebecca, there's more. I've got the right right name. There's more. It's time now. There's more. All right, more. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Do you sense the Holy Spirit? We're giving the time for the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit come with the plumb line. Perhaps you might have to ask the Lord to forgive you. 
for just thinking it was all about you and your little family and all the wonderful things that are happening in your little life at the moment. God's, that's God's blessing. That's God's blessing. He wants to bless us. But you weren't created to just do that. You're powerful people. The world that you move in, this is the Holy Spirit speaking. The world that you move in, God put you there for such a time as this. The people that are in your life have been put there in your life specifically by the Holy Spirit, by God. They're there. Your world is important to God, the world that you move in. Let the plumb line come and say, what what fruit in the world that I move am I producing? Thank you. I need to hear the heart of God, but you're my vine, my choicest vine. You're my choicest vine. Thank you, Lord. Let's make him our first love again. The Lord is saying right now, make me your first love again. Make me your first, not make me your first love. Make me your first love. You are passionate about me. I sang over you and God is saying you sang over me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know the Holy Spirit. Don't look at me. Just close your eyes. All of you, just close your eyes. Just you and God. Just you and And this is for us as leadership in the church. Leadership in the church. Any leadership in any church. We have to make sure that the plumb line, whatever we do is for the, the best for the people. Best for the people. The best for the people. Not what's best for our platform. Not what's best to make us look good, but best for, for the sheep that's in our care. Right, so don't make sure that we don't divert and suddenly little things come in that's not part of the vision. You know, let's just make, we have, a, you know, people want to be a leader. They want to have, but I tell you what, greater is the accountability before God. All roles, there's nobody better than anyone else, but with each role comes a greater accountability. The plumb line of accountability kicks in because where you will stand before God and give an account for yourself, your family, a pastor, senior pastor, or whatever you want to call, will have to stand before God and give an account for God's sheep. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ugly ones as well. And so there comes to be an accountability. And so as leaders, when we want these positions or we feel we're called, we need to realise the accountability. That we're not one thing in the home and one thing in the church. That we're not looking for accolades to justify or prove ourselves. This is really, really heavy on my heart. You know, not one of us have to prove anything. We don't have to prove anything. And I think there's people here that have been struggling with your identity. Things have changed, perhaps in your life. And you've been struggling with your identity. And God, he says, you're just where I want you. It's not your identity is me. People say to me, you know, I shared with the ladies last night why I'm doing now what I'm doing now, that Doug has gone to be with the Lord. And the Lord showed, came to me through life in the Spirit. He came into my life. And the Lord said to me, Doug, Pastor Doug, wasn't your identity we're not nobody's our, God is our identity we identify with him I wasn't his and he wasn't mine and so your wife's not your identity your husband's not your identity let the pl- 
plumb line of God's Word bring that to you this morning. You are who you are in God. No title, nothing. You are who you are. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless you.